<laughs> Evening, Meadow. And a glorious one indeed. What can I do for you, gentlemen? Oh, we'll need a room for the night. Of course. Anyone's company you seek? Each other's will do just fine. First floor, then. <laughs> You've yet to give me a name. Tonight I have none, sir. Oh, I'll borrow it if you must. Why does it matter? Because you're going to move your hands down my waist, as such, and then you'll deal with my belt. Unravel me. And then you'll kneel. And not yet. Not yet. Only when I say so. What will I do next? You'll take me with your mouth. Entirely. And twist my soul around the tip of your tongue. But no. Not yet, I said. Please. Not until you give me a name. To whisper. To cry out. Bo. Call me Bo. In here, my lady. What is the meaning of this? Brother. Tenethea. Seize him. A step further and you're a dead man, Captain. Drunken bear against a city knight. And you think yourself a threat? There will be no bloodshed tonight, my lord. Despite your affliction, Lady Tanathea seeks a fair trial for you. Surrender yourself quietly, and we shall Enough. take... Valentine Delari, you stand accused of perversion and debauchery. You've debased our name and our family's legacy. Accept this trial, or I will strike you where you stand. <laughs> you don't want me as a foe, Thea? I hardly wanted you as a brother. Seize him. Have you trial this tall whore you've sent for me as well? He was quite convincing. Excellent work indeed, Bo. Be gone now. Unhand me, you cretin! Where are you taking me? I said unhand me! The court calls its first witness. Your name? Meadow. Swear yourself to the truth, Meadow. My word is my blood, and my blood bound to the sea. If I betray the one, may I drown in the other. I look at them. The three judges that will decide my fate. The merchant prince on the right, ancient and distorted in both mind and body. His pockets full of my sister's gold. A judicia in the centre, young and full of himself. All chin and no guts. Tanithia's venom drooling from his lips. And on the left, laid back on her chair, gazing out a window as a captain. A lady. Blue coat and white shirt, scorched by the sun. Scraped by the salt, blessed by the sea. The dark tentacles of her hair unfurling down her back. Her eyes seem a little too big for her face. Part of her left ear has been clawed by something, and the scar across her nose looks like she shouldn't have survived it. She had looked at me once, 
as the guards had dragged me into the courtroom, and then never again. Together, they were the three pillars of our society. A pile of gold, a zealous whip, and the heartless sea. Lady Meadow, do you recognise the accused? Valentine Tillari, a familiar face in my establishment. Which establishment? I own the Leaning Lighthouse, the tavern on the south dock. Tavern is what we're calling it today. Quiet! You will speak only when I command it. (laughs) Two of them were caught in my sister's web, and the third one did not care if I lived or died. This was no trial. It was theatre. And I could feel its playwright's glee as she sat in the audience somewhere behind me. When Tanathea is... sated, because happy isn't the word, she crosses her hands behind her back and rubs her fingers together. She curls and stretches her toes, riveling in secret, squirming like a leech. But most importantly, she doesn't smile. She keeps up the role of the perfect young widow struck by yet another tragedy. Lady Meadow, did Sir Talari ever entertain company in your establishment? Why, yes, of course. Such a charming fellow cannot keep his own company for long. What kind of company? All kinds, though... While my girls have always delighted in his stories, none of them were ever taken upstairs to hear the end. That's a privilege he kept for the young men I shelter. Or the occasional sailor. (laughs) And yet this remains my trial. Silence! I will not sit here and be condemned for a sin she harvests! I see the guard standing beside me, tighten his grip on his sword. Another word and I will have you muzzled like the beast you are. We are merely a tavern, Sir Talari. How our guests entertain themselves is at their discretion. Thank you, Lady Meadow. Your Highness. The court calls its next witness. State your name and swear yourself to the truth. My word is my blood, and my blood bound to the sea. If I betray the one, may I drown in the other. My name is Elena Vissian. I was the Talari's physician until their parents' passing. What fell Lord and Lady Talari, Lady Vissian? I'm looking at him with my eyes wide open. And under my breath, I can't help it. I whisper, what is this? Sailor's fever, your highness. The entire family and most of their servants. Valentine and Tanathia were amongst the few survivors. Why do they call it sailor's fever? It was brought to us by prisoners and seamen from across the horizon. Did the Talaris ever entertain the company of sailors? I cannot speak on the matter, Your Highness. Never. The third judge is stirred awake. I'm almost surprised when I don't hear him creaking like an old tree as he locks eyes with me. The Talaris were wiser than that. They knew Leviathans, but no sailor. I was taught Leviathans cannot suffer men's ailments. That is true, Your Highness. How then do you explain the coming of this disease into the Talari's domain? Thou has already spoken. The only soul vile enough to seek plague-ridden letters is standing in front of- I will have your head! All of you! 
I swear it on the stars and the sea and everything in between! Go! Valentine, please! Enough of this masquerade, Tanathea! <gasps> Hand my sister a weapon! Someone! If she wants me dead, then put the blade in her hand and let me settle this! Order! Take Lord Talare back to his cell. This madness is adjourned! I hear the breeze of sympathies for Tanathea as it blows across every lips in the room. I look at my sister, and I see that for once she's looking down. But I know. I don't need to see her hands, as she's too clever to look at me, because if she did, she would start barking with laughter like a fucking dog. speak with my brother alone. Make my heart sing, Thea. Tell me you've heard my plea. If I wanted you dead, you would never have known. Disgrace, then. You think this little farce I want you will... free, Valentine, but I won't suffer your mistakes any longer. And thus you've decided to make your own. Oh, spare me your cleverness, Valentine. You had me dragged out in the street. Bear Kneel and, and repent when the judge demands Thrown out it. in a cell for three days and nights. And you'll be spared execution. With all but a bucket in the corner and chaff on the you floor. You will be sentenced to wash this stain from our name until you are deemed worthy of return. Until the rest of my days, then. At the end of your leash, after you've dug our parents from the grave and smeared their blood all over my hands. This needn't be so tedious. You'll be allowed to stay in the Domain, under watch, and I will ensure your recovery. I'll handle your appearances, and mend the ties you've neglected. I'll take charge of the mills, sit at the Merchant Council. All your titles and obligations will fall onto me. You'll get to enjoy the fruits of my labour without any of its burden. All you have to do is comply. And what then? Once the ghost of my name has opened the door for you, after your web is spun and my shadow forgotten, how do I die then, when you no longer need a puppet? It will be your decision, Valentine. My name is Valentine Talari. I was raised on a barren rock called the Drumming Isles. Sea storms raged against our cliffs for half the year, while the sun keeps a spiteful eye on us the rest of the time, like it awaits an apology and hates the elderly. By all means, this place is uninhabitable, but we are a proud and spiteful people with centuries spent fighting hurricanes. Our ancestors were masters of a gentle sea, who ventured a little too far from shore, a little too close to the great deep and its monsters. 
A storm pulled them towards a raging ocean, where the luckiest of them drowned, and the few that survived were spat out the other side on the islands. Remained only the worst of us. Enduring, cunning, undying. In this land, we ventured to hunt the biggest game we could find and stole their dens. We dug coal and ores from down below, and we started building, forging, burning and killing till it stopped being a struggle, till it became our nature. We survived and lived and loved to live. Our breath grew deeper, our frames wider, our voices like thunder. Generations after generations, we nurtured that spite into strength. We built vessels and raised captains, and we set them to free us from this wretched land. From the hundreds that were sent, only one returned. One proven worthy of the ocean's blessings, our very first emperor, chosen by the water itself, the almighty mother. He was the first of his kind, and he called himself a Levine, for both the blood of man and monsters that ran through his veins. And he became our salvation, the spearhead of an army that ventured overseas to seek and find all that we were missing in faraway lands. And we did. We discovered gentle skies and fertile soils. But we were not welcome. The men there could not recognize us anymore. They did not want our knowledge, our strengths. They were frail and lazy. They were barely human. They did not deserve to keep what we had lost. So we took back what we were owed. They tried to stop us, but no one could stop us. No one was more alive. To this day, the Empire still grows. Our vessels are now the size of castles, and Levines are hundreds. And nowadays, life on land has been made easy. And few are the ones still braving the ocean. Why would anyone send their children to face its rage anymore? The ones that still choose the sea are either young enough to think they'll never die or prisoners on death row. Both desperate souls with no other choice. For even the worst of us, the wicked and the sadists, even they remain children of the tides. And if the right to be judged by the almighty water were denied to any of us, the isles would be sunk by the ocean's wrath. And thus, for reasons of old and new, the empire remains hanging by a thread. It needs more meat, more soldiers and levines. It needs children to deprive the empire of its glorious descendants is a crime amongst all of my civilization. And thus, my trial.
and the intermission ends. They've all come to get their pound of flesh, old friends and enemies alike, their lies and their truth equally wounding, one of them in particular. My word is my blood, and my blood is bound to the sea. If I betray the one, may I drown in the other. Speak, my lord, and speak well. Antony, we grew up like brothers. I admired his manners, his humour. I reveled in his laughter. And as we grew into ourselves, I became so content with our bond. Delighted. Every time he would wrap an arm around my shoulders, as if to tell the entire world of how lucky we were to have found such friendship. I've known Lord Tulare since we were boys. Valentine, I thought, was an upstanding gentleman. He had once said he envied my eyes. Many years ago, as a storm raged on the island, my father forbid him to return home. Insisted he must spend the night... A room was arranged for him, but the both of us stayed awake throughout most of the evening. It had been a cold night, so instead of parting ways to our quarters, we huddled in the same bed. And we weren't sure what to do with ourselves once it grew quiet. What to do with our hands. I had shivered, I think, and he'd pulled me closer. But closer wasn't enough. There was... There... There was hunger. Something that made me want to bite until I drew blood. Something that made him grasp onto my hips as if he had wished to tear me apart. And I wanted him to try. Because I knew it could never break me. It would make me. I remember the exhale I let out as he straddled me, and with the full weight of his body, pushed me against the mattress, and I... I wanted my children to know the same friendship I had known. But he's robbed my family of this joy. The same friendship, my lord? Yes, Lady Sibby? Levian Sibby. Levian Sibby. I wanted them to know loyalty and honour, to learn from each other that... Lest you wish to further test my patience, I'd suggest you find your seat. Your Highness. Only I may dismiss the witness, Levian. Well. She'd barely smiled at him, and the judge's attempt at wrath was blown off like a candle. She had offered him just a glimpse of the shark teeth behind her lips. He tried to play it off, but all he could muster was a nod towards Antony compelling him back to his seat. I looked back at the Levine, who held my gaze for a moment, then returned to her idleness. <clears throat> the court calls upon its next witness. My word is my blood, and my blood bound to the sea. If I betray the one, may I drown in the other. A few nights ago, a loyal soul came to tell me. They came to tell me my brother had lost his way. 
But that I already knew. I thought I already knew. There's hardly a tavern in this town he hasn't been thrown out of. The insults made to our closest friends I've had to quell, the debts of honour I had to pay, the gold wasted I've had to account for. But none of this was the matter. What I witnessed I could not bear. What have you witnessed, my lady? My brother. In a room he paid for with the gold in our name. <laughs> the gold in our name over the blood in our veins. In a bed, laying with a man. Is that where your loyalty lies, you raw-boned vulture? Enough! Under the cover of darkness, making a mockery of the sacred act that binds us all. Tell them what you saw. Tell them how I rejoiced and worshipped on an altar of beddings. I renewed my devotion to the All-Mother's creation. But your defiling eyes know nothing of reverence. Stand, then. Stand and speak. Seal your fate if you're so eager to. Swear yourself to the truth and let us be done with it. No need to wait your words, Talari. You've confessed more I than what... I choose to see. What? <laughs> she started laughing. The Levine. I will not be judged by torpid minds cradled by the land, and I won't kneel before this farce of a throne built on sanctimony. Valentine. I answer to no one but the Old Mother. I choose the sea. Adjourn the trial. This instant. An oath to the tides cannot be undone. Welcome aboard, Lord Talari. Thank you for listening to Levine. This episode was written, produced, and edited by Sammy Sweesey, with performances by Felix Martul as Valentine, Beth Eyre as Tanathea, Erica Sanderson as Mara Sibi, Chris Magilton as Judge Garson, Chumaki Fashola as Dr. Vissian, Anna Harris as Meadow, Will Dorenzi Martin as Anthony, Giancarlo Herrera as the Merchant Prince, and yours truly as Bo. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and stay tuned for more.